0: Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. This is Liam Hendricks and you're watching Crosstown, Crosstalk on the Barroom Network.
1: Some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised.
0: Every summer in Chicago, The sunshine spotlights the city's spectacular skyline, its luxurious lakeshore, marvelous monuments, and the over 200 neighborhoods in the city. And it also brings to light two of the greatest sports franchises in the world. On the north side, it's the Cubs. On the south side, it's the White Sox. This is Crosstown
1: Crosstalk.
0: Hello, and welcome to another very exciting episode of Crosstown Crosstalk, presented by the Bar Room Network. My name is Vinny Parisi, and I am super stoked to be here with you today. Baseball season is over. The Texas Rangers. They are the 2023 World Series champions. We have some video here of the final out to go along here with you as we watch the Texas Rangers do what has never been done before and win the World Series for the first time in franchise history. The celebration is on. They won it on the road in Arizona where... You know, it's kind of funny because the 2020 World Series between the Dodgers and the Rays was played at Texas's barn because of COVID. It was like a little bubble. And, you know, it's funny. The World Series was won in Texas before, but it wasn't the Rangers. Now it is. They won it in five games over that marvelous Arizona Diamondbacks team. But the Texas Rangers, they face plenty of adversity in order to get to this point. I I mean, we're talking about losing the division on the last day of the season. The Houston Astros ended up coming up on top. They get the bye. Texas has to go play a, a really tough series in the first round. They win. They win the, the second round. The division series, the championship series, they take care of their business. They were down 3-2 to two in the championship series. Do the Texas Rangers win 2 straight, go to the World Series? And it was a 1-1 series after the first two games. And then Texas comes in. And they really drop drop it hard on the Diamondbacks starting in game three, four, and five. And they win the World Series in five games. It was a marvelous performance by them. Um, The Diamondbacks, they deserve the credit for how they've played so far this season. Um, But the Texas Rangers, they kind of did things in an unconventional way, right? Like we've seen a lot of teams, I think about the 2016. Chicago Cubs, the 2015 Kansas City Royals, even those Houston Astros teams, 2017, let's lose 100 games, and then we'll get we'll get together a couple really high draft picks, we'll bring in some prospects, we'll trade away our MLB talent, and we'll build it up from the top using draft picks, then we'll make a couple free agent signings right at the end, um, like with the Cubs, they draft and sign and develop uh, Chris Bryant, Javier Baez, they you trade for a very young Anthony Rizzo. They develop those guys. Then you supplement them with John Lester. And, you know, for a little while there was Lackey. They bring in David Ross. You know, they bring over um, Ben Zobrist, who won the World Series the year prior with the Royals. Um, you know, it's how you the, kind of the mid-2010s up to last couple of years, we've seen the World Series champions kind of be like that. And the Texas Rangers, they just brought up the handful of prospects that they had made some very shrewd trades, stuff that people probably wouldn't expect leads to them winning the World Series, but they've signed these absolute dogs. I mean, they spent half a billion, more than half a billion on Corey Seager and Marcus Semien. They were their two best players in the World Series, possibly in the playoffs. They signed John Gray, just a really good pitcher. Uh, Nathan Eovaldi, he comes over as a really good pitcher. Even Jacob deGrom, he's not part of the playoff success that they had this year but he's on the team he's there he's a world series champion after all those painful years with the new york mets they trade for max scherzer ahead of the trade deadline he's big for them at certain points in the playoffs the texas rangers it's a very unconventional world series champion a lot of money went towards winning this thing but guess what the return on investment was worth it they are the world series champions and now I'm going to bring on a very dear friend to talk about the World Series with me, somebody that I love talking about baseball with, somebody I've been talking baseball with for close to three years now. Holy shnikes. Going by fast, Joe Mandel. Joseph, how we doing? What's up, man? I like that sweatshirt you're wearing. Thanks, man. It's really warm. Nice sweatshirt. Looks cozy and warm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying
1: yeah man you know winters went well fall, it's fall first but you know chicago and and the midwest we go from summer to to winter to fall to second winter to third fall you know
0: yeah it was annoyingly hot like two weeks ago and now it's just cold af and it's going to be cold af until it's annoyingly cold af and you know right now we're not annoyed by the cold it's like mm-hmm. yep this lines up and then by freaking april though it's going to be annoyingly cold and even into oh, yeah. May probably, and then we're gonna be like, okay, we want the warm now. Like, what the heck is going on? But you know, that's besides like point. Snow the opening week
1: in baseball. You know, literally,
0: literally, the White Sox are gonna snow on us, both literally and figuratively. But we're not gonna talk about them till a little bit later, and it's all positive stuff talking about them on this show today. Unfortunately, because I would love to shit on them. Um, Joe, the Texas Rangers the World Series champions. What you see?
1: I tell you what, man. I brought this up, was it last last week or two weeks ago? I'm like, they remind me a lot of the 05 White Sox. And it surely feels that way again. I mean, and let's be honest. The whole reason that they won the World Series is because of Creed, the band. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ever since they were in attendance, they haven't lost a game. So, uh, you know, they took them higher. They really did, Vin. And, and And at the end of the day, I mean, this team just dominated – they performed well. They had good chemistry. Uh, it goes to show you that everything in baseball, and it, they spent a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. That team spent money, but like you don't have to have the top-tier free agents. You can spend money on where you need it to, to be. And then if you get the right manager who plays old-school baseball, makes it more about the team than it is about himself, that's how you get to the promised land. I think you're going to see that. You're going, to, you're going to let people, people are going to start letting managers manage. You know, I think that's when you have teams like the Yankees where the front office is trying to step on people or the White Sox, for instance, with Kenny Williams forcing the Jake Berger trade. If you're not going to let a manager manage, why hire him in the first place? That's what Bruce Broci has done. He's cemented himself as a Hall of Fame manager. I don't think there's any doubt, not that there was before, but there definitely is no doubt now. Look what he did with this team. He deserves manager of the year and beyond. This guy just did a heck of a job with this team and his staff.
0: Can you take me higher? They took <laughs> <him> higher <laughs> man. Hell yeah. Creed, man. Creed, Creed's creed got some jams. Creed absolutely has some jams. Good, good for them. I'm hoping they're happy with the Texas Rangers winning the World Series. So I was going to ask you. You kind of touched on it a little bit here. Bruce Bochy i loved seeing yeah. him come back and I'll come all the way to the world series. He won the world series with the giants, the San Francisco giants in 2010, 2012 and 2014. Mm-hmm. He finally yeah. won a world series in an odd numbered year. I think now we know it's a little bit more than voodoo wizardry and bullshit. He is a world series champion in an odd year proving that it wasn't just, you know, weird, uh, space magic. um, is there anything you saw that was a difference between him and Tony Larusa? Because I saw a lot of comparables when they were f- first hiring Bruce Bochy. People were like, oh, he's been on the game for a while. Um, his success was a lot more recent, I would say, than Tony Larusa. And yeah. it also seemed like Bruce Bochy was a little bit more inclined to adapt to what's going on in baseball today, as opposed to to what it was in 2011 and shout out you Travis I hope you're extremely happy that the Texas Rangers are the World Series champions good for you my man
1: for sure man and I, w- I will say I don't think Tony the and Bruce Bochi are as similar as people make them out to be other than their ages uh, and again I don't know exactly on paper I have to look it up their exact ages to compare but Bruce Bochy Doesn't overmanage himself. He doesn't get in his head. He doesn't do things just because you have, because like, oh, I should be doing this now. Mm -hmm. I feel like Tony La Russa made some moves where he's like, yeah, you know, I probably should pull this guy now or, you know, by the book, let me pull this guy out so he can face a left-hander instead. You didn't see those kind of moves with Bruce Bochy. Bruce Bochy let his players play. He trusted his players and, he made all the right decision. It just feels like he knew that team inside and out in a way that like Tony never really got to know his white Sox club. Uh, there's no other way to really describe it for me. Like as similar as they look, I feel like there couldn't be further apart when it comes to managing style.
0: I couldn't agree more. Um, I mean, the biggest difference for me is that Bruce Bochy won and Tony Larusa he kind of stunk. So, mm-hmm. you know, The proof is in the pudding with the two different hires. Um, You look at the Rangers, they spent a lot of money. Marcus Semien, Corey Seager, John Gray, Nathan Eovaldi, um, Jacob DeGrom, trading for Scherzer. I mean, is that where teams are going to start going, you think? Or do you think the kind of drafting, developing, and then supplementing when it's time to win is still the overall recipe for success in this league?
1: I think at the end of the day, Ben, the recipe is out there now. The recipe is you spend money, but you don't overspend money. So, like, you can spend a good chunk of money, but you're not, like, doing Yankee-style overspending and building a super team. You're going to spend money on the pieces that you need. A second baseman, starting pitching, maybe one or two outfielders, maybe a third baseman, boom. You're going to spend money there. You're going to acquire young talent in the bullpen, the Lance Lynn trade, Dane Dunning was a revelation for that team this year. Uh, two ex-White Sox, by the way, uh, Marcus Simeon as well. Uh, you're going to spend money where you have to, and you're not going to skimp on it. But then you're going to get a manager that you're going to let manage and not not like lean on the front office to be like, here's all this stuff, here's what you should do. You're not going to get managed through the front office. You see the teams are winning that are not doing that. So I think you're spending money but you're not going crazy. Again, you could argue that 555 million is crazy, but at the end of the day, look at teams like the Yankees blowing money left and right. You got to you got to plug your holes and then you got to let the other managers do their thing. Um and that's a sound clip that you guys can pull if you want that.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it was an impressive run for the Texas Rangers. Um I I was thrilled watching the MLB playoffs. Do you think MLB is a little, not bummed at the way the World Series went, but it definitely was like the first two games were exciting and enticing, and then by the end it was like the Texas Rangers kind of dominated the Arizona Diamondbacks
1: here. I I think the MLB is bummed. I think you're right with your first verbiage. I think they're bummed because, one, the matchup, Um, they really I'm sure they really wanted the Phillies to get in, uh, and that probably would have been a better series. I think everyone probably agrees. Um, And then secondly – it was one of the lowest, I think it was the lowest rated World Series in the last 10 years or something. I'd have to, again, double check. It. I was looking at that stat, and, and, and it was very lowly rated because, again, smaller markets. I mean, I don't want to ever call Texas a small market, but like you understand what I mean compared to like the bigger market teams. But the Diamondbacks are a small market team. And then on top of it, it was such a lopsided match. It, I mean, it felt lopsided from the beginning. I know the first two games weren't lopsided, but after that, it just felt like, you know, it was all going momentum the way of Texas. And sure enough, that's how it played out. The MLB is bummed. And I don't know what the answer is, Vin. I think partially it's it's the way the playoffs are set up, which you know, you have to be hot when you get in. And that's what happened with the D backs, right? you know, they're smoking hot going into the playoffs. They're smoking hot and they cooled off at the exactly the wrong time. Uh, and it's unfortunate, but that's the way it played out. But the MLB's bummed. The viewership was low, but at the end of the day, the Texas Rangers get their first ever franchise world series and things in Texas are looking up. I think mean, this is going to be a good team for a while. I strongly believe that. Um, it's, it's the recipe that the white Sox need to follow. Um, Well, any team in Chicago for that matter, uh, because they all suck.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I do think like it's, they're probably not happy with their bottom line, but I I do, I do hope that the league does like kind of care about the other teams too. Like, why have a team like the Diamondbacks exist if you don't want them to get to the World Series ever? Like, I I just think there's good and there's bad. I think, you know, there are going to be some kids in Arizona watching that are like, okay baseball is pretty cool the diamondbacks they made this nice run it'll get more people to play it and watch it in the long term um i I don't know the word i'm looking for the long-term success will stem from a world series between yeah the return i guess yeah that's a good word for it like you know 20 years from now, if there's a kid entering the league that was from Arizona and he watched Alec Thomas and all these guys play well for them in 2023, it was like, well, that was worth uh, one low-rated World Series between Texas and Arizona. Sure. What's, what's your thought on Arizona as they did kind of run through the season? They took the playoff spot, from the Cubs and the Marlins, and the, I, I know the Marlins ended up getting in with that last spot, but it was looking like the Diamond. But entering the last week of the season, I would have guessed the Diamondbacks would have ended up being the odd man out. They weren't. They ended up in, and they were an underdog in every series they played in the postseason. They beat the Brew Crew. Everyone picked the Brew Crew, myself yep. included. Beat the Dodgers. Um, they played the Dodgers. Everyone picked the, do- the Doyers, I, including me. Then they're playing the Phillies. The Everyone, Phillies. Everyone the, Phillies.
1: the Phillies. Including me.
0: Including me. <laughs> like, it was just an unreal thing. And then it gets to the World Series, and everyone's picking the Rangers. And I'm like, is this going to happen again? Like, and then by game four, I think it was obvious that it wasn't. But, like, go and yeah. when it was tied 2-2, and the, the freaking D-backs, they had a lead in the ninth inning in game one. They could have easily been up 2-0. And then the, yeah. the, the things would have just been entirely different. I do think the team deserves mad respect, and the series might have not they been do. close by the end, but the way they played this year, they deserve our respect.
1: Yeah, and, and I'm not I'm not dogging on that at all. When I say that the MLB is disappointed, I think they're disappointed in like how it went from being so close to then being like lopsided in like the drop of a hat.
0: Oh, absolutely. Like I MLB agree. Is
1: res- the MLB is excited in terms of two things? The Rangers are going to be a powerhouse for a while. I believe that. I think we all know that they're going to be a good team. And two, the Arizona Diamondbacks are here to stay. They're young, they're gritty, and they have really young guys that are only going to get better. Um, And I think the league, they kind of put the league on notice here with how hot they got in the playoffs. Can you imagine them putting a whole season together like that? It's not that far off. Um, And part of the most exciting part about that, for us Vin is covering Chicago sports is that a guy that assembled a lot of those guys in Arizona and developed them, scouted them is now part of the white Sox front office. So there's hope for not only our team, but like the whole league is going to have these young players and they're going to draw free agents now to Arizona and you're going to see, more fans of baseball in the smaller market. So like it's a win for Major League Baseball. I think they need to look at it from that respect outside of the ratings side. Like When I say they're bummed, they're looking at the immediate return. I'm like, okay, not that many people tuned in. But like you said and I said, there's other ways for them to make that return. And I think that's what you're going to see. I'm excited to see the D-backs over the next three, four years because I think they're going to be really good.
0: I think they are, too. Now, there's another team in town. We're both White Sox fans, but the Chicago Cubs. I sure. think I think the Cubs can look at this Texas Rangers team and decide that they are now them. I firmly believe yeah. that. I firmly believe that the Cubs can win the World Series next year if they decide that they are now the Texas Rangers. All Like Juan Soto, he's on the trade block. Okay, You need Peter Crow Armstrong? No, you don't. You send him off to Arizona with, or to San Diego with a couple other good pieces in your farm system, and you bring back Juan Soto. You play him in probably left field. You move Ian Happ to center. Now your outfield is Juan Soto. Who would, and Cub fans could try and debate me all day long, Juan Soto would be your new best player, and it would not be close. Whoever's no, second best be would be a distant second. And
1: Swanson would be his Distance second.
0: Yeah, I agree. And so you run an outfield. You have Soto in left, Happ center, Suzuki in right. Okay, now you go get yourself a third baseman. It doesn't have to be a superstar. Find yourself a nice little third baseman, and you have that guy with Swanson at shortstop, Nico Horner at second base, and you go trade for Peter Alonzo, which isn't going to cost you all that much. It's not going to cost you what it costs to get Juan Soto, but you have the prospects to go trade for both. Okay, now you have those two superstars, you know whoever catches for them is, you know, get a good defensive catcher. It could be anyone and, you know, probably sign a starting pitcher or two. It doesn't have to be Otani or anything like that, but we, you know, a guy like Eovaldi, not necessarily saying Ivaldi himself, but a guy with that type of pedigree, a guy like John Gray. Maybe it's a guy like Jack Flaherty. Maybe it's a guy like Lucas Giolito. There are guys there that can help you win on the pitching staff. And I legitimately think the Cubs can be a power House next season, and all they have to do is decide we want to be that now. It's they so funny you absolutely- brought up Giolito,
1: man. It's so funny you brought up Giolito because I was about to say he's a perfect fit for the Cubs. Uh oh, yeah. he's that kind of American League pitcher that goes over and like dominates in the NL. Yeah. Uh, the only bad thing about him going to Wrigley would be the baskets in the outfield. I could see him giving up a handful of dingers into those baskets, but yep. outside of that, I think geo is a great fit for that team.
0: Absolutely. And dude, if they, they don't even need to bring back Ballinger. If they got Soto and um, Alonzo, I mean, I don't even know if people realize how good those two dogs are. I mean, yeah, they're good. they, are good. they would just be, I, I, I don't see a world where they don't at least compete for the national league championship series. If they yeah. go make some big time moves like that and they have the money, they have the prospect capital. What the hell? Like, you signed Swanson for hundred and seventy-seven million dollars. You mm-hmm. gave all that money to Ballinger for him to come be a great player for one year. He revived his career. He's going to get the bag this off season. You you bring in a guy like the first baseman Hosmer, and they also brought in Mancini. Those were waste. Like you DFA'd yeah, DFA both dump, of them. Go saying, spend yeah. that money somewhere else. If even if it's like you're not going to give Juan Soto three hundred million in a year and a half that I legitimately from the bottom of my heart believe they can win the World Series next year with the core that they have. Nico Horner and Ian Happ are probably two of the most underrated players in all of baseball. Oh, we're going to sure. get to the we're going to get to the Silver Slugger nominees in a little bit here with the Cubs, but you know, their right fielder, Seiya Suzuki, he is an absolute beast. He was great in the second half, struggled a little bit in the first half, but I think that was a well, product was of the bad though. Cubs team and he was hurt. Yep. But when he's healthy, man, and the team around him is playing well, he's driving and runs, he's hitting homers. I mean, he's a beast, too. So uh, starting pitching is a little bit of an issue. I think they would have to go try and find some diamonds in the rough with if they, they were spending to. all that money. If they were spending all that money on a Juan Soto, obviously would just be taking on his contract from a trade. Same thing with Alonzo. Um, you probably need to find, like, cheaper, good options on the – pitching staff unless they did go all out and spend a billion dollars this offseason but you know it's one of those things they have the resources we the white Sox, don't jerry reinsdorf would never pull out the cash to trade for uh juan soto or peter a lot like one of them let alone both of them we've seen rickett spend money in the past there's a lot of
1: free agent pitching out there vin there there is yeah i mean i just pulled up a list i'm I mean, including Marcus Stroman, which I don't think he'll be back, but I guess you never know. Um, Let's see. Charlie Morton. uh, Ryu's a guy that's out there. Lance Lynn is a guy that's out there. Andrew Heaney is a guy we talked about.
0: (laughs) Yep. Texas Ranger World Series champion.
1: Uh, Mike Clevenger is a guy that would fit on the Cubs.
0: Yeah, he would. I I wouldn't sign Clevenger. He I wouldn't. I'm
1: much. just saying. And if you're looking at a diamond in the rough, that's definitely a yeah. diamond in the rough.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, does Lance Lynn? Does he scream Cubs to you? No. I just I think of the type of players that normally play for the Cubs, and Lance Lynn. Just like I see him playing for like the Yankees or the White Sox, like say, those I will say. Games. Yeah.
1: Zach Zach Granke is a free agent. Uh, <laughs> Johnny Cueto.
0: Wouldn't that be something?
1: Although Cueto's got a club option for 10.5 mil, which I think the Marlins probably will decline, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, I would lean Uh, towards them declining it as well.
1: Frankie Montas is an option.
0: There were people who used to podcast with us, trade Andrew Vaughn for Montas.
1: Yeah, no, we're going to pass on that. You mentioned Flaherty. There's an option there. Wade Miley yeah that's just a, the short list of guys
0: yeah for sure i mean and i think wade miley was with the cubs for a spell there too um oh yeah
1: he was wasn't he yeah
0: he they claimed him off waivers from the reds and then he was mostly hurt and they traded him i think or something st- stupid like that but you know i i probably people probably think i'm crazy i'm this white Sox guy i spent the last 28 years of my life just shitting on them the whole time it's not really the case right now. I have no room to talk. The White Sox stink, and I believe the Cubs can go be the Texas Rangers next year or the year after if they just decided to do so. I really, really oh, yeah, man. And t- nobody knows better the bottom line of winning a World Series than Tom Ricketts. I still to this day see people wearing that 2016 stuff. And yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yesterday was the anniversary of it today's actually the anniversary of it the ring say november 3rd but you know everybody was celebrating it it yesterday
1: there's also a bad Uh, anniversary that's today as well too vin
0: bad anniversary that's a year ago today the
1: chicago white Sox signed manager pedro (laughs) Grafal.
0: oh ew yeah no that's that's not good thank you for the south side showdown article idea though Looking back at the Pedro Grafal signing one year later, and it's just going to be me shitting on Pedro Grafal for 350 to 400 words. Um, That's that's not good. I don't want to talk about Pedro Grafal. No, Uh, moving on. Moving on. There were some Silver Slugger nominees yesterday, and between the Cubs and the White Sox, there were four. Um, the Cubs had, uh, was it yesterday or the day before? I don't even remember. Might've been the day before. Regardless. I digress. Uh, I believe it was yesterday. I think you're right. It probably was yesterday. Um, for the White Sox, it was our guy, Luis Robert Jr. He made the White Sox worth watching all season long because we wanted to see what kind of heights he would take this season to. And we were not disappointed. And then for the Chicago Cubs, it was Sayah Suzuki, Dansby Swanson, and Cody Bellinger. What are your thoughts on the Chicago baseball silver slugger nominees?
1: I think they're all worthy, man. Uh, all those guys. Uh, I, I think the shoe-in for sure is going to be Luis Robert because he won the White Sox a handful of games with his defense. Um, Dansby Swanson uh, had a great glove this year. I mean, all those guys were so, great. Is, but did I,
0: I say gold glove? I meant silver slugger.
1: That, that I think maybe my brain just went the wrong way, but um, I think you because did both say both of those that, guys are right? worthy
0: of both. But...
1: Yeah, I think I went there. Um, but I, And I think, honestly, it's probably both of those guys as well uh, for the Silver Slugger. Um, all worthy. The bats were hot. Um Multiple, a little hot and cold streaks throughout the course of the year. But the one guy that was consistent all year long it, after, well, that is after he dogged running the first base, um, was Luis Robert. From that moment on, he didn't really, he never put his foot on the brake. So uh, for me, he's a shoo-in.
0: Yeah, I think Roberts a shoe in too. I think Bellinger wins it too. I was looking at the nominees because Bellinger, probably. Bellinger's listed. Yeah, he's listed as utility and outfield for Silver Slugger, so he has two chances oh, he's to got win two it. Shots. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, I think Bellinger takes one home. He'll probably take it home for utility, I would think, because he I played agree. a lot of first base this year. He played a lot of first base this year, um, and then I'm looking at the American League nominees. I'm like, the only two that didn't make the playoffs were Judge and robert jr and i'm like freaking robert jr both of them are winning yeah i think so i think so judge
1: Judge was the whole yankees team pretty much
0: yes they they were bad by their standards i think they would have been bad by like everyone's standards if judge wasn't there yeah so he's gonna take it home i'm Extremely happy that Luis Robert Jr. is getting some recognition, though. You know, the Cubs players, they deserve recognition. They were a good team. They've been getting recognized all year long. Robert Jr., he was a great player on a stinky team in a stinky situation. I mean, he hit 38 home runs and only had 80 RBIs. That yeah, just nobody, tells nobody me. Nobody get on base, dude. The whole team was just lethargic and it kind of like the Bears of baseball. Like, you know, watching other teams play football you think about what you see with the bears and you're like, this is just not the same. Like Thursday night football was a little Chicago bears yesterday with the way the Steelers and the Titans move their offense poorly for the most part. But like for the most part, when you watch the league, even some of the bad teams like the Houston Texans or the Indianapolis Colts, like they move their offense. It looks like an entirely different game. I feel the same way about the white Sox. You know, these teams, even the bad teams, they, they score some runs. They put, hits together and the white Sox just didn't do that and luis robert jr was just worth it all season long
1: yeah it was it was a horrendous experience watching Southside baseball
0: this year yes and i'm not sure it's going to be better next year um can, we, we'll can we address
1: the comments from mlb network i, I don't remember who it was it uh, was analyst.
0: oh who was it oh my god i have an article written about it i should start retaining the information that goes into my articles that i write but there's so much hold on it was a former it's the guy who grew up a white Sox man hold on i'm on south side showdowns twitter you could talk about it though uh please sack dan please sack you are correct
1: yeah dan please sack said that the white Sox are sleeping giants uh, heading into the 2024 season, and they could be, they could be the next Texas Rangers. Um, as a fan of the White Sox and everything I've seen, I, I just don't see it. I, I certainly hope that that's the case and all the pieces fall in place. But with Chris Getz at the helm, um, you know, I'm a little scared there. But I, I guess I, I won't sleep on it until I see what they do in the offseason. It's just, uh I, I I don't understand. I don't understand the comments. I don't see where there any merit there, <laughs> but Vinny, I don't know what you think, man.
0: I think it's a dog shit statement because a lot of people that are like, oh, the Texas Rangers, they won a hundred games two years ago, and now they're winning the world series. The white Sox can do the same thing. They were one that lost a hundred. The Texas Rangers two years ago, lost 100 games on purpose. They were rebuilding. Mm -hmm. They wanted to be bad. The White Sox this year were trying to win. They wanted to win. And they lost 100 games because it was a complete disaster failure. So you still need another purpose 100-loss season from the White Sox to even get close to what the Texas Rangers were. They are not a sleeping giant. They are just sleeping. And it's going to be a while before they're good again. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's the same thing. I think the White Sox would need to tear it down more, lose a hundred the right way to lose a hundred, because there's a right way to lose a hundred and a wrong way to lose one hundred. The A's Rockies it was the, wrong way. the A's sure. Rockies. Yeah. The A's Rockies and um the Royals. The Royals were probably didn't want to lose a hundred this year. They're probably disappointed with that. But the A's and the Rockies, they probably like were cool with it. Like, they knew they were going to be bad coming into this season. And, you know, if you're the Rockies, the Rockies remind me of, like, the blue, uh, the blue, either the Blue Jays or the Orioles. They kind of have to pick and choose wisely when they're going to go for it, depending on the status of the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Giants teams that sure. spend a lot of money. And, you know, the Blue Jays, the Orioles, and even the Rays, the Rays are always good no matter what. They figured out something nobody else has been able to. But the... Blue Jays and the Orioles they have to kind of pick and choose like okay the Yankees didn't spend any money this offseason the Red Sox didn't spend any money this offseason we got to go for it now the, you know the White Sox they could just go for it whenever they want because they have the they probably have the most financial might in the division but they allow the twins to beat them out every year and you know yeah. it, it, it. I know that probably sounds crazy and you're like shaking your head like the White Sox spend more than the Guardians. And I know that's not saying much. The White Sox are cheap. Jerry Reinsdorf is a They're terrible owner of basketball. Exactly. But the Guardians, they don't spend anything. They they let Francisco Lindor, a really, really, really good player, go for basically nothing. Uh, the Royals don't spend money. They're one of the only other cheap-ass teams, one of three teams that haven't given out 100 mil. Mm-hmm. And then the Tigers, I don't know what's up with the Tigers, man. They're just confusing. They're like a middle. They're just always cool with being mediocre. They're kind of like the White Sox, but I think the White Sox usually spend more than them, although the Tigers have handed out 100 milli before. But
1: maybe the Tigers know. can hire Dan Campbell in the offseason.
0: I just love my players, man. I love my players. Let's bite, <laughs> off decaps, bite off some baby. Bite off the I love my players. I love seeing him cry for his players. MCDC, let's go. Let's go, Detroit no, Lions. I love, I love
1: Dan Campbell.
0: Yeah, I want them in the Super Bowl. I think they can. They're playing like it. I think they can. They got smoked by the Ravens, but Lamar Jackson is 15 and 1 in his career against the NFC. Whoever plays Lamar Jackson for the first time has no clue how to handle him,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: they get destroyed. And so I'm not yeah. using that really lost to like kind of poo poo on the lions. I know we kind of just drift off topic into football here. Um, you want to hear a I funny mean...
1: story? Yes.
0: Um, on Halloween, I'm in the same room as Joey, my brother and Frankie's there as well. And he goes, guys, yeah. I just want to talk to you about something. Every single time I turn on your hockey show on the way home from work, Vinny's going off about Tyson Bajant or Frankie's talking about something. Like we just freaking split hairs about football. It's a hockey show. And he goes, This is one of my favorite scenes in any TV show I've ever watched. Um he he's like, Are you guys a football show? I'm like, dude, you just turn it on like for the half hour of the two and a half hours we spend talking about football. But we do drift off into football talk quite a bit. But yeah, are you have seen Ted?
1: Oh, yeah. You were talking Halloween, and I was assuming you were dressed up as Ted Lasso.
0: I was. I was. Absolutely. Okay, good. I assumed My correctly. name's Ted. My name's Ted, Joe. And your voice reminds me of Woody Allen playing a trumpet. I don't want to hear it. That's the only Ted Lasso line I remembered, and I said it like 50 times over the last week. But it got I a like, couple I laughs. Love Ted Lasso. I love Ted Lasso. So, Joe, Cody Bellinger, National League Comeback Player of the Year. Well-deserved? Sure.
1: I, I agree. I mean, listen, he came to ball this year. He's As you said earlier in the show, he's going to he's gonna take a bag in the offseason from a team that's not the Cubs. I would be shocked if they signed him again. But if they do, good for them. But the guy earned himself a massive contract. He balled out all all year long on the north side. The guy's had a rejuvenation of his career. Uh, like I like you said, I allude to the, the Cubs making some other moves this off season. Hopefully, but I hope Bellinger and wish him nothing but the best. He's going to end up on a power team for power bucks. I think we're going to see that. When does free agency officially start, Vin? It's uh, during
0: think, the
1: winter meetings, right?
0: I think it might already be. I don't know. I think it was yesterday.
1: As soon as the I don't know for sure though.
0: I don't know for sure. I have honestly no idea, but I know during the winter meetings, which is always like the first week of December, it's always my birthday is like the last day of it. Usually every year, December 9th, I have no like it's always around my birthday that they end. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But on the American League side of things, for a much deeper m- reason, Liam Hendricks was the American League comeback player of the year. Um, and it's not, nothing against Cody Bellinger. He came back from having stinky season after stinky season to play well. There was no cancer survivor in the National League like there was with Liam for Hendricks. Sure. It's a little bit different of a situation, but well deserved for our boy Liam, who's been in every episode oh. of Crosstown Crosstalk since last two January. That's bro. right.
1: That's right. Our boy, our boy Liam. And uh, hopefully we can also get our other friend of the show. Marlon Slugger, Jake Berger on soon. That'd be awesome. Um I but the great, great story. Liam just uh regardless of how long he came back to pitch, knowing he had the injury, but wanting to power through and do it, uh love for him, curious to see what happens with him in the off season but uh much love to Liam and and that comeback. It's the greatest story in all of baseball this year, and I stand by it. Um Vin to piggyback off what we were talking before, I just want to briefly brief our viewers on MLB free agency and how that aspect of it works, because I did pull up that information while we were talking. Uh, As of yesterday, players with six-plus years of service time without contracts are officially free agents, but eligible players have to wait five days before signing with a new team. And at this time, they're only allowed to speak with their previous team about a new contract, so that means like guys like Cody Bellinger and stuff like that are having those discussions. Uh, Gold Glove winners, Vin, are announced on the 5th, which is what, Sunday? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, it's on Sunday. F-
0: Sunday, yeah. Uh,
1: and then Monday the 6th is the day that MLB free agency officially opens up. And this is the day the teams have the deadline for teams to tender eligible free agents to a qualifying offer. And basically contract option decisions are also due on that day. So at the end of the day, November 6th is our big day and then the gm meetings start later next week as well. So, just a little little background there.
0: Very very good. Can't wait. Um, going to be a big off season, I think. The Chicago Cubs and the Chicago White Sox will c- certainly let us know their direction by right? some of the moves that they make over the next month or so. I'm excited about it. It should be really really fun and, you know, Joe it's been a great show talking about the Texas Rangers with you winning the world series for the first time in franchise history, going over the silver slugger awards and the comeback players of the year, both coming from Chicago. It reminds me of that year where the all-star voting, you were able to vote the last man in and Anthony Rizzo won it for the national league and Chris sale won it for the American league. And Chicago just showed their complete dominance in that one particular vote. And then I believe the following year, they had a vote to who start the all-star game in the NHL. And the starters were Corey Crawford, Duncan Keith, um, Jonathan Tates, Patrick Kane, Marion Hosa, and Corey, And I think, did I say Corey Crawford as the goalie? Like, it was the five, yeah. starting five were the all Blackhawks.
1: Suite. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The Blackhawks effect, fun. for sure. <laughs> Very funny. That would never happen again because they would never allow more than three players per team.
1: Oh, to make no. All yeah. When I think of the final vote, Vin, I always think of punch AJ when uh, when he got punched by Michael Barrett and made the All Star team. Yeah. That's that's the best final vote ever.
0: Yes, very. I very remember funny. the
1: shirts. I used to have a shirt, and then they had the stickers they were handing out. I was working at the ballpark at that time, so I was around for all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, just absolutely, that was the best time to be a White Sox fan.
0: That's very very funny, AJ Pierzynski. Man, we got to get him on. We could get him yeah, on. Dude. I think. That's something that I think we could make happen. I'd probably poop my pants, but that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be really, really cool. All right, Joe, is there anything else you got to get off your baseball chest before we put a bow on the 2023 MLB season? Because our next show we will firmly be, whether it's next week, the week after, we take a little break or get back into things. Crosstown Crosstalk will be around all winter long, but... It will no longer be focusing on the 2023 season. We will be having our eyes set on the 2024 season. So yeah. get anything off your chest that you might want to.
1: Yeah, we put the wrap on the baseball season, but uh, football season still in full swing. Reminding all our listeners and viewers on the Ballroom Network, tons of content coming up this weekend on the Barroom Network. On uh, Non-football related, yesterday we did a Somebody Big Just Died on Bobby Knight. Uh, Mike North and I, the legendary coach, passed away at 83 years old. So you can go and check that out here on YouTube or on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, the video's there. And, uh, of course, this weekend on the Barroom Network, you got Bears coverage, man. Uh, you got all day Sunday. They play on Sunday, right, this week? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I was, like, doing a double take in my head. I'm like, no, they, they're they playing on Sunday. So you got Bear football, uh, halftime and postgame show. You got the Barfly tailgate show coming up in the morning. Uh, you got fantasy football goon before kickoff getting you ready for all those fantasy decisions i mean you name it the barroom's here with all the coverage so you don't want to miss any of that so tune in for that and then we'll be back next week with more of this show you got hockey you got bar down talking hockey hockey seasons in full swing vin i mean that's not going anywhere
0: No, it's not going anywhere at all. And I would like to take this moment. Anybody who's watched Crosstown, Crosstalk since the start of the season, we were live every week, except one, I think, during the 2020 – and I think it was one or two – during the 2023 MLB season. Um, It has been an absolute pleasure putting on this show for you. I think next year we're going to – Really take things to the next level again, like we did in year one. Like this year was just magnificent. Just sitting here talking ball. Next year, I want to be a little more prominent with the guests and whatnot. And I think, you know, there's another level that Joe and I could take this show to. And you know, I can't for thank sure. Joe enough for being a part of it with me, helping me get this show kind of back mm-hmm. off the ground since I was by myself for a long time there. And here I am with you most of these weeks again, and it's just been an absolute pleasure. Um, the baseball season—it wasn't fun for a lot of Chicago fans. At least it was fun for Cub fans for. <laughs> A little bit. The yeah. ending kind of stunk, but at least you can say, like, hey, we had a good year. White Sox fans can't say anything other than being happy for Liam Hendricks and Luis Robert Jr. and then for half a season, Jake Berger. But then you think about Jake Berger and you remind yourself that he was traded. It gets even worse again. But, I mean, it was just a lot of fun talking about the other teams as well. And I love doing this show just as much as I love doing anything that I do. So, you know, thank you to everyone who followed along this baseball season. It was magnificent. And this is a great sport. You know, it's the only sport that the defense controls the pace of play and you know i find much uniqueness in this game and we love talking about it so we're going to be here on the barroom network spewing about baseball for a long time but that is the conclusion of the 2023 mlb season congratulations to the texas rangers on winning the world series and congratulations to the arizona diamondbacks on a fine season themselves they will be back as well and you know, this is a wrap. We're getting out of here. We're going to send it over to the rest of the shows here on the Barroom Network this weekend and I will see you guys on Wednesday when I do Bar Down Talking Hockey. Make sure you tune in and as always, no matter what, go Chicago, go White Sox. Thank you for listening. Another happy landing. <laughs>